0: So I had an interesting conversation with this chick recently. Um, I'm not even sure where to begin. Well, we were talking, uh, and the topic of, of uh, toxic masculinity came up. And I was immediately like, wait, is this 2017? We're back in 2017? To- toxic masculinity? I'm not joking. The conversation of man-spreading came up. And I'm just like, what? Time warp did I bumble and stumble my ass into? So we were talking. I'm gonna go over a couple examples she gave me of toxic masculinity, and I'm gonna give my responses to her. I have not heard from her since. Moving on. So, she made a point where she was like, oh, you know, men get so obsessive. We talk briefly on a dating app, and they don't leave me alone. They just keep texting me and texting me and blowing my phone up and talking to me. Well, First off, I don't see what they see. I wish I did. Now, it's an interesting topic, right? Men constantly blowing up women after a breakup or after a text. Or, sorry, not a text. After, like, matching on a dating app. Though that's pretty much the same fucking thing as far as I'm concerned. I've already talked about dating app previously. I've talked about how I kind of dicked over Bumble on a dating ship sponsorship on this show. But I got the hat for it, so thanks, Bumble. <laughs> Moving on. Ow, my fucking hand. Hey, ASMR brought to you by me smacking my hand into my fucking desk. Now, I've never really—I don't know. Like my usual approach to a, a dating app is texting for a little while on the dating app. You know, what music do you like? What movies you into? Vanilla, vanilla, vanilla. High school ask questions pretty basic pretty standard like hi you know what's up my name's james nice to meet you oh i'm so and so pleasure to meet you been on this day nap long eh, a little while I haven't really found anybody that i wanted to talk to oh me too blah 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 you do the polite little little exchanges back and forth and you're like like music oh of course i like music all right uh second hand silence I've not really heard of them. Okay, uh, Mumford and Sons. Oh, I love Mumford and Sons. Oh, there you go. Wow, that was two completely like opposite, polar opposites on my music taste. Secondhand Silence, (laughs) Mumford and Sons. (laughs) Yeah, I like the Beatles and Guar. (laughs) (laughs) My playlist is retarded because it will go. It will be like Led Zeppelin, Mike Posner. Sleeping with hand grenades. Lincoln Park, oh, that's not too far off. And then it'll be like Tiny Tim. The Doors. Drake. You know, it's just like, what is your playlist? There's no organization to this. Yeah, I know. I just sort of listen to music. When I'm in public, I hear a song. I look it up. I listen to it. I enjoy it. I go from there. So my playlist is as ADHD and riddled with inaccuracies as I am. Now moving back on, alright. So you, know, you talk for a little while, you get to know each other, you feel it out a little bit. And then you're like, you got any, uh, you, you don't ever want to go straight for Facebook. Never. Dude, Facebook is a shithole. It opens you up to so much. This is really turning into me telling you how to use a dating app. Now, kids, come sit on daddy's lap and daddy will tell you why other women call daddy daddy. Now, you never want to lead him to your Facebook. Maybe you got some vanilla ass Facebook where all it's posted on there is like you and your boys hanging out, you and uh, you you and some dogs, you just taking a bunch of selfies, sharing shit. But you never really want to lead to that, even if you have like the most cleanest, wholesomest as American as American pie. Actually, you don't want as American as American pie. That's a reference. And also, uh, a lot of women don't really like patriotism. It's a big turnoff. I've gotten lucky, though. Moving on! So, you never want to to your Facebook, because your Facebook is full of all sorts of potential uh, false red flags. You know? You shared a funny, meme. was a little edgy when you were in high school. She scrolls through, sees it. That's all you are, suddenly. So, what you want to do is, like, uh, maybe, maybe get an Instagram. You post artsy shit. You post creative stuff, beautiful selfies. You, there's no sharing, no nothing like that. It's just pictures you post. Find on what pictures you post, Instagram could be a very viable thing to lead to. Plus, it gives them a, a way to look through and be like, oh, this is what they look like. This hairstyle, that hairstyle. Oh, they got this taste, that taste. It's a really, like, you purely kind of experience for the most part. There are some exceptions to that, of course. I'm not saying Instagram's, a, Instagram's an evil cesspit. I would not recommend anybody use it. My kids will never be allowed to have one. Assuming they still exist. By the time I have kids, they will be here in, like, five or six years, most likely. Maybe not. I hope not. But I like Snapchat. I like to be like, you know, talk for a day or two. Be like, you got Snapchat? Sure, I got Snapchat. And if not, be like, oh, okay, we can keep texting on here. But you, and if you, okay, so follow up to that, right? She's like, no, I don't have a Snapchat. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. We'll just keep texting here. You know, coordinate, like, like, if it works out well in the texting through, like, the app. Coordinate, like, a first date or a meetup or whatever the fuck. And, uh, PSA. Always meet somewhere publicly for the first time. You don't want to end up in a Criminal Minds episode. And not be one of the detectives or the killer. Right? You want to make sure that they don't pick you up. I'm guilty of all this, but I'm a guy. And if a woman picks me up, what the fuck is she going to do? Less of blowing my brains out with a handgun. Or poisoning me in the car. I, I feel like I'm pretty good. I get in the car, it's Miss Trunchbull from Matilda. And I'm like, oh no. Everything I just said got thrown away. She's gonna grab me by my beard and throw me like a hammer. Is it still funny to make Matilda references in 2021? Because I I feel like Matilda's not not the most relevant thing I could have referenced just now. But anyway, I'm basically saying Aunt Trenchable could throw me around like X throws his X's around in a fucking elevator. Ooh, R.I.P blue hair guy Anja. now good you don't want to pick you up if you can meet somewhere public great my personal recommendation is to be like hey let's grab a bite to eat the shit but this is also going from somebody who uses dating apps to genuinely find somebody he wants to actually date not just one night stands i've talked about my feelings on one night stands in the past i'm not a huge fan of it i don't like hookup culture it makes women more entitled and makes men less self-valuing And then the inverse happens down the road where the dude's older, and he's like, well, you know, I may got all these diseases, but, you know, I fucked a bunch of bitches, so I'm good. And then a woman will be like, I fucked a bunch of men, my cunt's blown out, and nobody wants to marry me and settle down. Whereas a dude, his dick don't look no different when he's older. I mean, a little wrinkly. Maybe not as, as, as buoyant. But, you know, women who have a lot of partners, they tend to age pretty rough pretty fucking rough, so, you know, there's an inverse to it, too, where at first, it's like, men are are, are the dudes who are like, why am I, why am I getting so few matches, what's wrong with me, I may be only hooking up with, like, one chick every couple, like, every other week, like, maybe once a week, maybe once every two or three weeks, I'm hooking up with somebody, what the fuck, imagine with all these people, we're not meeting, and a woman's like, I'm gonna go for a dick at lunch, at dinner, and breakfast, and it'll be all different cuisine. And you know that fucks with her expectations. That fucks with the dude's expectations. It, it day naps in the short term benefit and reward. The same people it will be punishing later on. I guess is my point. It's a shit show. Uh, the only ones I've really used uh, Tinder. Never used Tinder. Tinder is a fucking toxic shit show. I, I I do not enjoy Tinder at all. I haven't gone on for ten minutes so far from the point of what this started out this being a recording of. But we're here. We're going. It's happening. Strap in. <laughs> so, I, I never use Tinder. Uh, I don't really like those swipe apps too much. Uh, it's weird the thought of just throwing somebody away forever. You know what I mean? They just whoop into the trash forever. And I'm sure there's, you know, there millions of people all over every day just go through that shit. And They just throw away the next person, or uh, after a breakup they immediately hop onto the dating app that never gives them a just a process to break it. Now you can have like those little relationships where you date it for like a month or two. Then you break up and you're like, oh, well, that was whatever. Sure, get back on the day dance if you really want to. If you're not too hung up on it, why bother? But if it's like, uh, you know, my like one relationship, we, we dated for like eight years, seven and a half, eight years, and then we broke up. You know, I took like nine, ten months. I let it simmer. You know, I figured out like where the flaws were in the relationship, figured out who I was, excited to experience life. Now, with both a mixture of having more money, because I'm not spending it on, on a relationship, and going to bed kind of on my own for a minute, it gives you, it gives you room to think, room to clarify. And, and you know, you, you were like, well, you know, at first it sucks, right? Like, a breakup sucks, because at first you're like, what do I do? I, I, I'm missing this part of my life. I have I, I, had this part in my life for so long. What do I do? Where do I go? What, how do I fill this time? And it's hard. Couple of weeks goes by. You decide, well, I'm not gonna sit around here and mope all day. I'm gonna reach out to my friends. You reach out to a couple of your friends. You guys go to the bar. You shoot the shit. You hang out every so often. And then you start realizing, like, I don't need to. I don't need to do all this with like a significant other. I can go out and enjoy the same places, the same scenes, the same bands, the same movies, the same life without this other person. And you go from there. And once you get all that figured out, right, then you're good to enter the scene again. Now. I hate to tell you, I I don't think we live in the world where you're going to sit down on a park bench and match with the person next to you like some fucking 90s rom-com. I really don't. I don't think those couples were real back then, and I don't think they exist ever anymore. Uh, It's like 80 to 90% of the couples that that are together today in America came from dating apps. And the average life expectancy of a dating app relationship is like six months to a year. And then when you look at like the statistics on cheating and affairs that go in on these couples, it goes through the fucking roof. Though what's funny is an interesting statistic that suggests that the people who meet on day apps, but delete the day app from their phone within the first two weeks actually have a higher chance of breaking that year-long barrier and going past that. Uh, I don't have all the numbers offhand. I'm not sure how to find the, the study I was looking at. Okay, Cupid posted one. Uh, okay, Cupid posted one on these. If you want to read further into it, this is a this is a let us chat episode. I don't really pull numbers and shit off the top of my head. It's me in my rawest form. So, raw dog baby. Ooh. So I lost my train of fucking thought. That's all right. Let's get let's get back to the topic at hand. We, we we've rambled on enough. So yeah, she was talking about how you know. I go out with a guy or we're talking to Dana for a while and I quit responding and then, you know, he becomes so possessive. He just texts me all the time. He just blows my phone up. He's constantly trying to, to talk to me. I get it. That can be pretty annoying, you know, you, you have somebody you don't want to talk to, so you quit replying, you hope they take the message, but they just you know, they 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 respond to you every day for a little while, even though you didn't talk to them or open the open up the messages. And then it becomes like once a week, and it's like periodically every couple months, maybe once every like once a month. It, it it has a spell, right? I get that, but uh, women do that too. Women definitely do that shit too. I hate to tell you, I I know as a woman you want to think that you're the the hottest shit since sliced bread because you got a vag between your legs, but I hate to tell you, man, millions and millions and millions of people around the world have a vag between their fucking legs, and they all come in different shapes and sizes, different you know lip proportions. Now. Men, the same thing. Women, I only tell you this, but to my whole eight percent female audience, no, it's like eighteen percent now. I think I think uh, is an outdated statistic on this one. I think it's like eighteen percent of my audience is women now. I got like it's like seventy-five percent men, uh, eighteen percent women, and the rest is like uh, not non-specific or non-binary. I have no non-binaries. Uh, I don't know how they know this, but I have, like, a... a it's pretty split down the middle between gay and straight. that listen to my podcast. Uh, okay, I've done a lot of homophobic jokes, and I've bashed a lot of, like, hot people on this show, too. So, uh, I mean, I appreciate y'all riding it out. You're the real ones. Hey, hey, you know what? What if a bunch of my audience members just start dating and fucking and reproducing? And then they start making me more audiences. I could have an audience farm. Y'all should start talking to each other in the comments, exchange de- details. Be like, hey, you like puss or butt? I like butt. All right, well, you got puss or butt? I got, I, I got dick. Oh, bet. We match. And then you have like, hey, I like put dick and puss. I, I like, I like dick and puss. Oh, you got puss? I got puss. I got dick. I got dick. Matched. Can I be a dating app? <laughs> mm, imagine me as a dating app. I'm just sitting there like this woman, shaved head, with a bu- like she has a little bit of hair, blue armpit hair, a bunch of piercings, looks like Ursula. Okay, 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 can work with that. Over here we got this guy with a bunch of guns, and dogs, pickup trucks, and American flags. Okay, okay, I'll match him. <laughs> One says, down with the patriarchy. One says, MAGA. Let's go. Ten years later. Oh, that worked. But the plot twist. The dude's got pink hair now. But yeah, women do the same thing. And I can get it. It's obnoxious. You have a bunch of people. You know, at first you feel bad for it. But after a while, you're like, why are you still texting me? I haven't responded to you ever. And you're still hitting me up. But again, I don't see using that as a point against men when that's a point against both people. Men can be so obsessive. So can women. I'm, uh... <sighs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm talking shit here. And I did try to let... I did try to reach out to the ex and tell her about this. Uh, I had, like, four of her friends hit me up. And they're like, Oh, we I, we heard about you and her breaking up, and we're so sorry. Do you... want to talk? It's for me, at first, I was like, Oh, they're spies. They're spies. They're totally spies. They're they're, they're going to see how I'm feeling. And they're going to report back to her like, Master, he's in agony. Or, Master, he wants to fuck. No. No. Uh, one was. But it turns out three of them were just really shitty people. That are my ex's friends. And I did try to call her and be like, Hey, just so you know, X, Y, and Z are hitting on me right now. And they're sending me pics. I know they're in your friend's group. Uh, I would never dip my dick in my ex's friend group. Clank, honk, other clown noises. But, you know, I still occasionally get texts from them. And it's been, like, almost two years now. It's like, why? I don't understand. I haven't responded to y'all, but y'all are still hitting me up. And this woman is saying the same thing about men, but she's acting like it's exclusively the men issue. And it's just not. People can see someone they find very attractive or they like to spend time with, hit them up, get close to them. And then when the one person quits talking, it's a world confusion. It happens on both sides. Both sides get angry about it. Both sides get worked up about it. What the fuck? I thought I just heard a car accident out front. I could go look, but I'm not going to. And we continued on the conversation, you know. She brings up, well, why do men only respect women they find attractive? I'm like, that's not true. That's not true at all. At least from my perspective, I can give you a handful of women that I respect who I would never stip my dick in. But if you want to keep it on, on a level where it's like, men only respect women they find attractive, that's fine. Handsome men get away with shit ugly men never could. Why? Because women respect handsome men. That's just an outright fact. Go ahead, fact check me on this. They did a, a study where they had a, a dude with a handsome profile picture, and, and it was pictures you couldn't find anywhere else on the web. It was like a classmate they had who was like a model, and they took a bunch of like exclusive pictures just for the study. I Think it might have been MIT that did this. It was a bunch of like social, like uh, sociology. Uh, people having a fuck around and an experiment kind of thing, right? So, they're, uh, they, they make two profiles. One is of, like, this fat, dorky dude. He looks like, uh, oh, what's his name? He looks like the, uh, uh, what's his fucking name? He looks like the farmer's kid from, from fucking, what's it, what's it called? Farmland? Farm? With, with, with the cow? the Nickelodeon movie? Whatever. He acts like the fat kid from that with the personality of Sheen from Jimmy Neutron. And, like, the profile for the fat nerdy guy, it's stereotypical. It's pretty much like a Big Bang Theory kind of individual. I like Star Wars. And and I live with my moms. You know, shit like that. And he got, like, zilch matches. But he would message women first and be like, Hey, beautiful. How are you? What is this, dick? Shit like that. And women were like, oh, no, go away. I'm reporting you. A handsome guy, same exact bio, says he likes Star Wars, lives with his mom, all that shit. But handsome guy. Messages these women like, hey, you know, my mom's out. You can come over and we can fuck. And women were like, hell yeah. Why? Because again, it goes both ways. Women respect men they find attractive more so. But they can also still respect men who earn their respect, be it workplace colleague, shit like that. And the same exact thing for men. Men may initially give more credibility to women they find attractive, but respect other women from places like workplaces and shit. You know, co-workers, teachers, mentors, shit like that. For example, you know, I've gone to a bunch of churches. There were female pastors who led the church very strongly. I didn't think about fucking them, but I respected them for what they were doing. I have exes that I find unattractive now in hindsight that I still respect and talk to to this day. Like, we should this shit. We fell apart, but, you know, whatever. I've moved on. They've moved on. That's how it be. That's how it do. Baby boo. Hmm. I'm in my vape real quick. Oh, this coil's getting low. It's okay. I got some wax right here to put my thoughts together with. Legit. Someone's gonna be like, you didn't hold it for three seconds, you fucking poser. Kiss my chode. Ah. So, moving on, right? And I think a big issue we have today is just a, gen- a genuine lack of respect across the board. Like, uh, I've definitely fallen into this trap, but... I think politics is a big thing that fucks people up, right? Because I don't know about you, but when I look at somebody, I initially try to put their politics together off the, the book cover. I've been wrong a lot. I've been wrong a lot. Like, I've talked about somebody I've had on the show before, someone I've had on my news channel, a, a lady named Holly. She's this tall, skinny, white lady with purple hair. And it's like, shaved on the side, so you know you automatically are like, oh, one of those. Well, when you talk to her, she's a a... a Big proponent of Q, she's huge in like Republican politics. Like she's very, 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 very conservative. And I don't need to go on the tangent. She knows how I feel about Q. You guys know how I feel about Q. I think it's horseshit. I've done a, a Q deep dive into it before. I'm not going down that fucking. I I hate Q. I uh, moving on, moving on. Love her. She's phenomenal. She's someone that I've had lunch with met her family, hung out, she's great. Respect her, love her, wonderful person. Would never fuck. So the idea that men only respect women that they find attractive is horseshit. Right? It's absolute malarkey. I I don't buy it for one goddamn second. I think it's absolute ludicrous. And again... Same thing, women tend to give a lot more credibility and respect to men that they find initially attractive. Or, find a quality in which they find attractive. Women are more likely to find things like wealth attractive over looks. So if a, a guy with a lot of money shows up, regardless of how he looks, he's going to have more attention on him. Same, but it's less so with uh, men are less likely to be off-put by a woman who doesn't have a lot of financial security. We are, however, more driven by looks or personality, whereas women—the women women—are actually a bit more complex on this topic, as some studies would suggest. Women find a a various skew of things attractive. Uh, some women find a, a devout faith in God, regardless of financial structure, very attractive. Some women find financial structure, uh, structure without moral compass very attractive. Some people, some women find it—it it goes down a fucking rabbit hole, right? Um. Uh, But in general, in a greater aspect of of, of the respect conversation is I don't think we give it to anybody who needs it. And it tends to be based on what they're wearing. We'll talk shit. Like, if you see somebody wearing a mask versus not wearing a mask, for example. Those two people likely don't respect each other. Based off that one decision to wear a mask or not to wear a mask. I know I have a hard time respecting people who wear masks, bar some, like, circumstances. Like, when I go and donate blood or plasma, everybody there is wearing a mask. Everybody right? It's not a two-tiered structure where it's uh, uh, like, the vaccinated aren't wearing masks, while well, the vaccinated have to wear a mask. It's not like a two-tiered structure. Everyone wear, wears the masks. Everybody. Some people wear funny ones. Some people wear profanity-laden ones. I wear very political messaged ones, like I got ones that say or, 1984 is on an instruction manual. Uh, we the sheeple. Shit like that. But everybody, where is it there? So I don't care about wearing, now what annoys me is if I wear like a gator and they're like so you have to wear an actual mask. This happened to me the other day. I walked in there wearing a gator and they were like no you can't wear that here and I was like since when? I looked around and saw no one else was wearing a fucking gator. Right? And then they gave me a gator or or they gave me a normal face mask and I hate the blue ones. I I, I hate them mainly cuz if I want to wear a mask, I would rather wear one that's some sarcastic on it. But, you know, everyone's equal in that it's a private business that wants to make a rule. And it's enforced unilaterally. I get it. Fine. Fine. Makes sense, I guess. I can go with it. But when I'm at, like, Myers walking around shopping and I see a bunch of people masked up without, and their kids were all masked up, I saw a lady with an infant in a mask. And, yes, I Karen. I, I, I do Karen on people who had their kids wearing masks. Like, I'll be like, you know, research says that hurts their lungs. Kids under the age of 10 should be wearing masks. I mean, that's even on the NIH's website. That's even on the CDC and the WHO's site. I'm just saying, you know, kids should be wearing masks. It's well established. It, uh, the reduced oxygen, their, their lungs don't fully, uh, when their lungs are still developing in those, like, years from zero to 16, and they wear a mask a lot, it tends to, uh, make them more windy, like my fat ass coming up the stairs after a shower and, and, and a dinner. Just, whew. <sighs> but, you know, I see toddlers and infants and babies wearing masks. And, you know, I stop, I say something, but I don't respect these parents. I'm sure there's plenty of things we agree on. But at the same time, I will never give them the opportunity to hear them out. It's a stripperman on my end, but for me, I see them as a child abuser. And that's a lack of respect on my end. I'm certain of it because I'm not willing to give them the bre- the, the chance to be like, well, I'm afraid this happening to my kid, and in many cases, I'm sure maybe there's some medical reason for it, where, like, the kid's got an immunocompromised issue, but that's, like, less than 1% of the entire youth demographic across this fucking country. So I find myself a little cynical of that. But I'm sure me and these parents would get along great on many topics. But because of the mask thing, we choose that both parties will not respect one another, and we go from there. And this isn't just my experience. This is an experience with people all over. I see this happening on a daily basis almost. Some guy will be wearing, like, a. Well, no, we, Let's say right now, yo, know, fuck it. I'll give you a story. Like, a month ago, right? I'm in Michigan. If you're in Michigan, uh, and me telling you that somebody was wearing a mask, you know, that somebody not wearing a mask, you're going to roll your fucking eyes and be like, still? Yeah, I know. But, you know, I was in Myers. Because, you know, after Donate. My, uh, my blood, I walked down to the Myers or the Walmart, which everyone's closest to me at the time. Because I do, I, uh, I donate blood and I have a clinic and another place I go. It's a fucking spiel. Now, now I went into the Myers in this particular story. Walked in there and there was like this uh, old man just yelling at this fucking dude. And, you know, if you're old and wearing a mask, I'm not going to give you too much shit. Because the mask is shown to protect a little bit against influenza, but everybody's wearing it to protect from COVID. A disease everybody's already been told they're going to get. There is no escaping it. It's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Barney's been thinking a lot of these vaccines were meant to give people COVID. Like, given the actual sickness. Just to speed run that process, because it's a lot easier to give somebody a sickness than it is to make a vaccine for a sickness that's so young. That's easier just to make a, a vaccine that gives people the, the fucking virus, as opposed to fighting it. That's just a conspiracy theory I cooked up last night uh, on the toilet. Kind of made a little bit more sense to me the longer I thought about it. But you know, there's this old man and he's yelling at this younger guy for not wearing the mask, and this younger guy—I imagine the conversation probably started a lot of the older demographic here are old hippies and Vietnam people that are all tend to go Democrat. Because the Democrats were the ones who are like, we don't wanna go into Vietnam. The Republicans were like, stop the fucking commies. So back in the day, that's when the Demo- that's when the Democrats kinda got like a, a little extra like, yeah, anti-war. And now the Republicans are the anti-war ones, and the Democrats are like deep state warfare. But you know, there's this guy, he's got like uh M-A-G-A hat on. He's like he's literally just wearing a mock hat that just says M-A-G-A. Not wearing a mask. They got a t-shirt, and this t-shirt's got some, some quip on it. It's very much something I'd wear, actually, now that I think about the outfit. And the old man is just yelling, I'm like, you're not wearing a mask, I know you're not vaccinated, blah, 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 blah. Well, if you're vaccinated, and it works, why worry about it? But no, people don't want to think critically about something for two minutes. And they think critically about it, actually. They probably have the same reaction, because they realize their vaccine isn't going to do them any good because they're still going to get, in the older you are, the more, da- the younger, the younger people, and the old, the oldest people, and the youngest people are super at risk for the fucking vaccine, having severe side effects, but whatever, you know, do you, I'm fully unvaccinated, I refuse to get vaccinated, so, fuck, now, this old guy's just yelling at him, you know, like, you, you, I know you ain't vaccinated and you walked around your store making everybody sick. What about my health? What about my safety? It's like, well, are you vaccinated? First off, why don't you just have a conversation? Or if you're really that scared about your health, why don't you fuck off and not exchange oxygen in a close environment with this dude? Because you're old. You know, this guy is probably in his late 20s. He's prime age should be just fucking dandy. And he's just sitting there smiling as the little man yells at him. Then he's like, "Whatever, buddy, fuck off," and he leaves. And the old man is like, "Ah, bah, bah, bah. just stands there yelling. Like the dude walked off. This old man is just standing there yelling at the fucking ground because he's got like, "I got this man is so disrespectful. I can't believe him. Fuck him. I'm trying to keep the whole world safe." And it's like you've just got in a short circuit and virtue signal in front of everybody, Grandpa. We get it. Your buddy's died in the war. We're sorry. Go drain Social Security a little bit harder, you fucking leech. Fuck. Now. But there's a lack of respect. They see somebody that they can tell they ideologically disagree with. And they want to confront them. They want to confront their bully. On the left and on the right does this too. You know. You, you go to like a Trump rally. You're going to see a bunch of people acting a fool. And a bunch of people acting normal and reasonable. And a bunch of stoners. Right. You're That's what you're going to find there. You go to a Biden rally. You're going to find like two people. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've gone to Democratic conventions and met him and, and interviewed him. It's the same thing across the board. It's just, there's a lot more wild people on the Democrat side. So it's easier for people to think that's the fun side to be on. And it's not. It's not. It's horrifying. It's creepy. It's always full of pedos. I don't like that side. I'm so off topic. But again, this is less Chat. This is where I just go. I just do. There's no cohesion, there's no narrative, there's no rhyme or fucking reason. I just go for it. Let's get back to talking about this chick. Oh, but yeah, you know, you see that person you have the ideological difference with and you want to confront them, you want to get in their shit, you want to make them be this crazy villain in your mind, but they're actually not. They're probably just one of the most normal motherfuckers you ever met. They got a job, they got a house, they got a car, they got a dog, they got a wife, they got a kid, they got a family member, they, they, they got you going on. People are a lot more than politics, but, you know, I think politics is the main thing that makes people not respect one another these days. Because based on how you, how you see politics, it has to be based on who you are as a person, right? And to an extent, I'll agree with that. I did not voice that very well there. But what I mean to say is, you know, for me, when I'm dating, I, I'm very concerned about politics. I'm very concerned about how you feel about things. Because we can be friends and be on opposite side of the spectrum and still respect one another. But when you're dating somebody, you want to make sure they have the same, like, end goal. If they can't agree on what the future of the country your kids will be raised in, then maybe they're not the right one for you. And that's just kind of how I see it. Now, that's just me. If if we can't agree on the way the world should be, then how are we going to agree on on the world we send our kids into? That's how I look at it. But let's get back. I... have I've explained the the respect thing. So so let's get back to this chick. And uh, another point this lady brought up. She's like, "Well, you know there's something wrong when it's when being too girly is an insult amongst men, but too, being too masculine is something to be celebrated." Now, there's a little bit of nuance to this particular part, right? First off, I have I I believe I've already said this before, but I have never ever I saw like an asshole gym teacher in elementary school call a, a dude being too girly and let me tell you right now because of sad fucking offended pussies a gym coach will never be able to say that to a kid ever again. Uh, uh, quality. Uh, I stopped to manage your drink and I'm just burping up foam. But here, let's let's, let's let's break this one down. Why, from one man to another man, is it seen as a bad thing to be too girly? And what are the responses a man will have from another man being told that? Well, first off, a reason a man might call another man too girly is to call out an action like, Hey, man, what's with this makeup? Hey, what's with that haircut? Man, that shirt makes you look like a bitch. Hey, man, you're you're behaving in a certain way that makes you come off kind of like a bitch. I have not heard girly used from one man to another man. I've heard a man talk to another man like, dude, you're acting like a bitch. Or did you mean a bitch right now? I've heard that. I've also been told that on occasion. <laughs> but, you know, you're talking to, you know, you're talking to your boy, right? Like, let's say, let's say it's two friends in this situation, right? Like, dude, you're acting like a bitch. Personally, for me, if I'm telling my friend he's acting like a bitch, I'm gonna be like, dude, you're out there, you're talking about, about your fucking little black book, you're not just in your belt, no one fucking cares. We are pushing middle age in this goddamn room. No one gives a fuck, dude. You sound like some high schooler. You're not with your 13 year old friends in here. You're acting like a bitch. Or it might be like what they're wearing like, dog, those skinny jeans and a pink shirt. You look like a bitch. You look like a bitch. I've also, there's also a jokey manner, right? And, and yes, I'm saying, I like i said before i've never heard outside of like maybe one asshole substitute gym teacher 20 years ago i have not heard another man call another man girly maybe an old man seeing a, a guy with like a man button like he looks girly maybe that's happened but the closest thing i can think of in my head to a man calling another man girly is saying he's a bitch That's the closest I can get to, and, uh, women, you call bitches bitches. Men call bitches bitches. It's, it's bitchin'. Unilaterally, bitchin'. Alright? So, I don't even want to hear the fucking blowback on that one. Oh my god, you call women bitches? Yeah. Women call bitches bitches. Women call men sons of bitches. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a weird insult, isn't it? You son of a bitch. I've never met your mother, but I assume she was a dog. So it's been the weird one for me. I've never really called anybody a son of a bitch. Uh, at least in a serious manner. Like, I've never been angry with anyone. Like, hey, you son of a bitch. It sounds so corny. Maybe it's because I got that New York family in my fucking blood. And, and I've heard the way they say it. And I'm just like, oh, I can't match that. But you scum son of a bitch. It's just the goofiest shit. Now, I might call somebody a son of a bitch. Like a southern joke. You're like, look at the way the other family says it. You're a lot family, Mississippi. And they're like, you low down, some bitch. Some bitch is just, I know it's some of a, son of a bitch. But they're like, you low down, some of a bitch. I just like the idea, some of a bitch. You are just the lowest qualities of an already bad individual. <laughs> you are a sum of a bitch. I like that. But I've only jokingly called somebody that. But like I was saying, I pulled friends aside and said, "Hey man, you're acting like a bitch right now. Hey man, you're being a bitch right now." And a uh, buddy of mine, he was—he probably a new girl over, and this was uh well, it was weird. I was at his place, and he was like, "Oh, my girl's coming in. Yeah, you know, my girl's gonna be but here. No in, number. My girl's gonna be here in any minute. All right, man." And his girl shows up. He sees her pull up. He doesn't get him and get the door. And I'm like, oh, "Really?" Doesn't get the door doesn't greet her when she walks in he she walks in he goes hi babe and he's like uh that's it right i'm just like okay then it goes on he like the dude made dinner and he handed me a plate but not her so i pulled him aside. i was like dude you're being like a, you're acting like a bitch right now all right you're acting like a bitch right now he's like well, what 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 am i doing he was a little bit more angry than that when we were talking, I was like, dude, your girl came here, you didn't hold the fucking door for her, you didn't greet her at the door, you didn't say hi, ask how her, her day was going, and you didn't, you know, you, you didn't even make her a plate of fucking food, dude, you told her to serve herself, like, but you got your boy here a food, don't get me wrong, I appreciate the dinner, I appreciate you waiting on me, babe, I'll give you a tuggy around back later when she's gone, just to show my appreciation, but you got to fucking throw in a little bit. You, you can't be a little bitch. You got to show some manners here. And on a side note, I have been yelled at by women for getting car doors. I had a woman ask me once why I insisted on walking on the outside of the road. I, I have ran into women who get genuinely offended by manners. But I don't think that's a reason to throw it away. A lot of people have argued that feminism threw away, uh, that feminism murdered chivalry. I think, to an extent, that's true. I think they inspired us to kill chivalry. There's a bunch of ungrateful bitches. And when they act like that, you immediately go, Oh, okay, so you're not a woman. You're a bitch. And the night's over. But, and you move on with your fucking day. It really ain't that fucking hard, guys. But, uh, yeah. And and the thing about being too masculine. uh, Do you? Think the guy that walks in with his chest puffed out going, hey, oh, yeah, what's up, brother? Oh, fucking Hulk Hogan impersonator of 1999. Oh, yeah. That guy is not a popular. He gets paid. He gets fucking made fun of. He gets shit on. He get picked on. Now, if, if uh, that, that's not that's like a, I'm going with what I think a woman and a child like view of masculine would be. And it's just some dude, bro. Like, what's up, man? Hey, dog. Uh, bro, what's up, man? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's load. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's not. Because, uh, from what I've gathered, as a dude, the thing between my legs, well, what's left of it, uh, it doesn't really matter what you look like. You can just be, you'd be the biggest, buffest motherfucker. You'd be the skinniest, twinkest motherfucker. If you show up and you're just like, Emma, hey how's it going? If you're just a chilled-out individual, that's fine. That's plenty fine for us. Now, we got those friends. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, I like to go camping. I like go out in the woods, drink some beer, shoot some guns. In many ways, I am that friend, just with a funnier sense of sensibility for it. And, you know, it's like, all right, that's cool, man. What, what you got? It's never like, yeah, hey, I got a bunch of guns, and I killed deers in the woods, and I, I get off to it, and I love my guns. You know, America first got great guns. Because those guys are like, alright, you got anything else you can talk about, Ben? Or is it just God and guns? Don't get me wrong. They're great things, but that's all you got? Bring anything else to the table? Our view of what masculine really is, it goes a lot deeper than just a a jacked dude with an axe in the woods. Though, Friday the 13th is a great movie. I'm not knocking Jason Voorhees. Right? But We call you a man or masculine based on how you carry yourself in either discourse or in life. If you're a little old man with a broken back but you got bills to pay and you got a sick wife at home and you're still waking up with your fucked up back doing intensive labor, we see that as masculine. We see that as manly as fuck. You're putting the work in. You're putting the sweat in. You're going through the pain to provide for your household and maintain your alphaness in that household. If you can turn a grind set into a mindset, that's another thing we respect. If you're like, I may not be this, I may not be that, I got all kinds of shortcomings, but I'm still going to do this, that, and the other thing. We respect that. We, We were like, fuck yeah, brother, you got this. Now you got those odd ones, you know, just like how women have... Had the bitchy people, they're like, oh, oh my god, that bitch, I hate her. Dudes have that too. We have that one friend that shows up, and he's the most wigger-ass motherfucker on the goddamn plane, he was like, you know, he, he, he speak black, he, speak, he be speaking black. He goes around, what's dog, hey, shoot, how you doing, hey, what's up, man, hey, what's up, it's like, dog, stop. You are like, for me, the dude I'm immediately gonna peg down as a little bitch in my mind, <laughs> It's some white dude that shows up, pants sagging, wearing a fucking do-rag. I'm like, what's up, Feminem? What's up, Slim Shitty? Shit like that. Like, I'll immediately lead him with the jokes. But what's up, Slim Shitty? If I to know him and the way they dress isn't actually how they act, or the way they talk isn't how they act, whatever, I move on. I'm like, all right, this is a hard-working dude. This is what he likes to do in his free time for some reason. You know, I I, I kind of know a chick like that. Uh, she she speaks with a very urban twang. Urban. She speaks in uh urbanics. I think that's the term for it. Actually, she speaks very. She speaks in a lot of urbanics. She she talks like like, like she be the baby. Like she speaks like baby. When you sit down and actually have a conversation with her, it's the most in depth, thought out shit ever. And she runs a pit bull rescue. And has fostered so many kids over the years, it's unreal. So again, what men would consider masculine really comes down to how you carry yourself in a conversation and in life. You carry yourself in conversation very respectably, very, very knowledgeably. Even if you're not very knowledgeable and you're like, well, I don't really know about this. What, what, what can you tell me about it? Even with that approach, i you will know, be like, all right, well, this is a man's man right here. He may not know or he does know. He may not know, but he wants to learn. I have the knowledge I can pass on to him. This is great. Alright, this dude knows a lot more about me on this, so I can actually learn something from this gentleman. That's how it goes. You have a lot in common, you hang out, come buddy-buddy for a while, and then all of a sudden you guys are like, oh yeah, 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 Saturday, Saturday. You're doing shit. That's what dudes consider masculine. You wake up, you get your shit done, and you still have fun. You go out, you fucking bust your ass in a 9-to-5 job, you still find time to spend it with like loved ones and then you you go and watch the game or or hit the bar or, or just go out and throw some discs if you're like me with your friends. Or even skateboarding. It's someone who fits in the hardest and the easiest parts of life into their day without just going straight to bed or getting out of work in a bad attitude, and making their bad attitude everybody else's problem, or having a bad attitude before they go into work showing making everybody else's problem. It's all about what you carry yourself and what you bring to the table that makes us consider you masculine. It's not just some thought up bullshit misunderstanding of what what we think is masculine. God, i sounded probably super faggy. I probably sound faggy this entire fucking episode. But in short, on this on this point, you can be insulted by both. You be called too masculine in a sarcastic way, that's an insult, and you can be called a bitch. I have never heard a man call another man too girly, like I've already stated multiple times. I don't know why this woman's argument with me just stuck in my head so much, but I wanted to get through it. And then fangirling came up, and I was like, what? What's this? She goes, well, when a woman's into something, she's called a fangirl, and that's seen as crazy. But when a man's into sports, and this is a lot of like conversation you already had previously. Like, but if a man's into sports, it's considered normal. And I was thinking, like, I've never really had this thought. Is this a thought other dudes have had? Like, I joke like, I about Grey's Anatomy a lot. Why? I got a brother who's into it. And that's been one of the linchpins for every relationship he's had. Where he's like, do you like Grey's Anatomy? And like, oh my god, I love Grey's. I hate Grey's Anatomy. I, I've watched a handful of episodes. It's never been my thing. I'm more like to sit down and watch House if I'm watching a hospital drama. Uh The Good Doctor is a decent one but like autistic Doogie Howard. I think I only like that show because I like Doogie Howard growing up. God did I just age myself? Did I just admitting to watching Dewey Howard growing up. Does that age me? Am I old? Am I the old? <sighs> but I've never run like, is that a thing? Do, do dudes really shame women and call them crazy for being really into a TV show? I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing or not. Like, it's a bunch of shows that I'm really into. You know that that, that I'd say I say I, I geek out about. If that's the term you want to use, the Eric Andre show, for example, I love that shit. The Jackass movies, old Jackass show. Uh, I like digging up the old uh, unused footage from the Jackass movies or unused stuff from like the Jackass shows back in the day. They went hard, dude. Like they were. Doing some crazy shit like body slamming onto nails, crazy shit, you know. And then when I was a little a younger teenager, I was big into Doctor Who for a while. I don't, I don't know where that came out. I was like left field. But you know, there's a bunch of shows I, I can geek out about and talk a lot about and be really into that a lot of women probably wouldn't give a fuck about. I, I don't know. And then like like sports teams since that, since she wants to go with sports. I could geek out about UFC. Maybe I'll do a UFC uh, podcast one day, right? Just like an episode where I go over my favorite fighters. Like, I don't know. I think the most angry I got in recent history is when Dana White came out and without any any background negotiations, just said, "I'm retiring Anderson Silva," despite that man being from Rage and a Cage days, right? Being there when the UFC was in its infancy before Dana came along, before Trump got involved with the financing. He's been there, right? I get He's old. He's lost a bunch of his fights. But he should be allowed to retire on his own fucking merit. And I know, I know, there's the argument, right? Well, you know, if he keeps showing up and losing, you know, people are just paying because he's paying a lot of money because his name's on the billboard. They're choosing to pay that. They choose to pay that. I don't understand. My brother, right? He calls himself a very free market. And this is something we've had an argument on. Because we've talked about this before. right? He's big in the UFC. He's the one who got me into the UFC. He's even done some like official MMA fights. I'm also friends with a guy. Uh, his name is Lee Trombley. He is a... I believe he was a former heavyweight. He now has ran a series of his own uh, fight circuits. And many and him have had these conversations too. They think it was a good thing. They're like, well, you know... If he was gonna, willing to retire himself... You know... It's best that he gets retired now because people are just paying because of his name drawing in crowds just to see him get his ass whooped. They choose to. They can look at the track record and be like, man, this guy's got his ass whooped 10 out of every 15 fights in the last couple of years. He's losing pretty much every fight he's in. He's going down in the first couple rounds. People, if they don't do their research, they're like, oh, Silva? Are like a bunch of fucking seals clapping? Well, that's their goddamn choice. Why should we throw a legend under the bus like that? And if he dies in the ring because he gets hit in the head too hard, he chose to show up. This is a voluntary thing all the way through. He signed the contracts. People paid to see him. He got his ass whooped and lost the fight. People go home angry because they chose to pay to see a fighter that they used to love or still love get his ass whooped. And I'm sure a lot of them know his track, right? They just show up like, this is going to be the day, right? He's going to capture that fire from back in the day. And just whoop this dude's ass. It never happened. And aside on you, what really annoys me about sports right now, as a guy, I've never really been big into boxing. I've never questioned the appeal to it. I think the last, like, bo- boxing match I actually went and looked up was uh, the old KSI versus Jake Paul. I just don't care about it. Uh the first box boxing match I, I, I sat down to actually really watch was the old Conor McGregor versus uh Mike uh Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson would break him. Yeah, I think Mike Tyson now would still like in a straight up boxing match, annihilate Conor McGregor. But I think Conor McGregor's about to be on his way up too. Like can he retire already? He hasn't won like a hasn't won a fight. And I'm gonna say this right now and I already know what you're gonna say, so don't worry before you leave that comment to get to it. He doesn't really want to fight in, like, five, in, like, four years. Three or four years. Uh, and then the fights he has one, he pretty much beat up geriatric patients, like Cerrone. Cowboy, really? That dude's old as fuck, dog. And you just whooped his ass in, like, the first, what, minute and a half of the fight? Bullshit. And then you ended it by promoting your fucking loser juice whiskey. I don't know, man. It sucks, and then I I think right now Dana White's making some great choices, but you know Dana White keeps making it harder and harder to watch UFC. Man, you're not going to UFC fans because even people who pirate the stream still buy merch, like they still buy the merch of their favorite fighters. So I I I don't I don't think what you're doing right now is, is the brightest idea cracking down a stream. So I, I did love this, this this great clip where he was like, "We know who these pirates are leaking the streams, and we're going to find them." And then Khabib was sitting there live streaming the whole fight right next to him, smiling. Oh, dude. It was like he was streaming to like Facebook and Twitter and all this shit, and he's just smiling at Dana White, like fucking leaking that shit right next to him. I love Khabib, man. I've always wanted to see Khabib get his ass whooped, but, man, there is not a fighter I respect more in the game right now than Khabib. Or uh, or uh, uh, people's champion, Ramiro. Uh, Ramiro's great too. He's very respectable. He, he doesn't do like the whole show about anything. He wins the fight. There's a couple fights where he's like knocked the dude out, and when the dude hit the ground, he quit punching. Like, he waited to see if they're gonna try and get up, and then he started punching to try to get up. But he's like getting to the ground, he like give him a second, and they started to like, if they didn't get up, dude, he would like stop the fight. Like, he wouldn't like stop the fight, make the referees have it, but he would like get him with his fist closed up to like see if they're doing it once the, the bell rang. Then he'd be there, like, trying to like, smack him awake. And like, I like bopping him a little lightly in the face with like the fucking mitts. Like, hey, wake up, buddy. Are you good? And then he'll go over to the side of the ring and shoot the shit with them for a second. That's the shit I like. Uh, a fighter that I really hate with a fucking goddamn passion is I hate Israel Alessanta. I hate Stylebender. I detest him every step of the fucking way. I hate his terrible sportsmanship. I hate his bullshit attitude. I hate his disrespect. <laughs> Uh, this is an old fight. It's got to be like six months ago at this point. There's this dude. He got his big debut UFC Fight Night, uh, thing. Right, it was a big premiere. His debut, his debut, and he's fighting Israel Hassan. Israel Hassan to beat the fuck out of him. But the guy went three rounds with his head all split open and his body covered in blood, and he just kept going. And eventually, the dude went down. Once the guy hit the ground and passed out, Israel Alessandro proceeded to dry hump him in the ring. That shit pissed me off. And then bringing up Ramiro, right? Uh, so when Ramiro, uh, they had this big fight. It was people's champion versus Stylebender. I I think that was a bad call. I think Ramiro won. I think he won hands down on that goddamn fight. Clean shots, clean points. Ref didn't need to get involved very often. And neither man... Unconscious, but the last at the fucking ground was Israel Alessanta, the fucking bitch. going we'll to draw some to Israel Alessanta in a second. Now, the thing that really annoyed me about that fight is I thought it was a clean win for for uh, Ramiro for from R- R- is it Ramirez? I think it was the clean fight for him, right? And the whole time, Israel Alessanta is running around the ring, yelling at referees, threatening referees. Flipping in the crowd. If he even threw a water bottle at somebody in the crowd. Like, he was going fucking ballistic. And he's, like, yelling, fuck you. Fuck you, bunch of niggas don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Bunch of white motherfuckers don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Man, fuck you. I won this fight. Man, they're going to call for Ramiro, and it's bullshit. I fucking won. And he got his ass whooped. Like, he got his ass whooped. And the whole time, Ramiro was fucking being blood about it. He, like, he tried to shake his hand at the beginning of the fight. And all he wouldn't even bump gloves. Like, at all. And across the ring is just sitting there, like, mouthing these threats to him and shit. Ramirez is just sitting there, like, looking at him, like, as soon as they ring that bell, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> they ring the bell, Ramirez beats 50 shades of shit out of the motherfucker. Like, he just, bam, bam, bam. So I thought it was a clean one. And then it was like a contested victory too, because as soon as uh Israel as soon as the fight was over and they had the fire standing on stage, Israel Santa was running around threatening people. People were saying, like, these judges are being threatened. They're not wow, this is very much like the like, like the fucking Kyle Rittenhouse shit, ain't it? These these jurors, they're worried that they won't get they, if they can make a fair call, they'll get attacked. Holy shit. Uh so long story short, people's champion is uh Kyle Riddenhouse and <laughs> style bender salabenders <laughs> to three pedophiles. <laughs> ah! I laugh. I laugh a mouthful of monster. My nose—it burns. Ah! Fuck! I'm good. I'm good. Holy shit! I've been doing this for an hour. You're shitting me. Anyway, and. So, so you know, they, they were this dude freaked out, ran around the ring yelling, threatening people, flipping off the audiences. He even punched a camera out. Not got the cameraman, the camera. And then they called it for they they called it for Israel Asanta in the end anyway. And that was bullshit. Because as soon as it happened, he got up in the face of Ramiro. Of, of Ramiro was like, I told you I was gonna win. I told you I was gonna win. Start telling the crowd, yeah, fuck y'all. Y'all y'all wanted the wrong win. Y'all wanted the wrong call. Like he went one eighty. And still played the victim, even though he got an unfair win. I hate his real El Santa. Now, what's up with his tits? Have you noticed that I think this motherfucker's using steroids? And I'm not afraid to say it. I think he needs to be drug tested frequently. Why? This dude got started getting so neurotic. Like, he just stands there, his head tweaking around as he, like, watches fighters into the ring. He, like, bounces. Head just bobbling around. He's got these little jiggly things on his tits. Right, he's got these little like little, little dangly juice pouches right on his nipples. Like his nipples hang off his pecs. And they jiggle when he bounces. Now that's some shit you only see with steroids. Seriously, just look up Israel Asante pre-fights. When you, he when you walks around the ring all shirtless and shit, you see his tits just jiggle. And it's just like this tiny little shot glass size of fat on his tit that dances. It, it, I don't like Israel Asante. I fucking hate him. I hate him. I hate his file. I, I know a bunch of people that are really big fans of his. I just fucking detest him. If he didn't have such a terrible sportsmanship, he'd be a great fighter. But let's get back to this bitch's point. So, as the conversation continued, she said, well, what about condoms? What about condoms? I don't like condoms. Condoms, fuck with me. Personal a little, 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 little TMI here, right? I can only go one quick round wearing a condom. Condoms, fuck my stamina up. I don't know what it is about it. I don't like the feeling. That's what it is. I don't like the feeling, right? Uh, Dudes. Maybe you know what I'm talking about here. I don't like the feeling of fucking in a rubber sleeve, right? As soon as you pull out, the condom like moves too, and like the condom moves around your dick a little bit. It's like, Ugh, uh, 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 uh. I hate it. I really do. I hate how the condom feels on the dick. It's also a little weird when you pull out and, and like, like you you know you've nutted. So your dick's gotten a little soft, so you pull out, and the condom just gets, you know, in there, and you have to, like, fish it out. Eh, I don't like condoms. (laughs) Uh, I told you, man, these Let's Chat episodes are are an entirely different beast compared to everything else I do on this show. It's not news. It's just whatever the fuck I feel like talking, getting out of my system. This is my talk show, bitch. Welcome aboard. But yeah, I don't like condoms. Uh, I actually have had this conversation with coke people, and uh, only maybe out of like five or six people, I've had this conversation with, where it's like, "Do you use condoms?" I don't like condoms. Where we have had this conversation, only like maybe one or two in the group are like, "Yeah, I get what you're saying. I have the same issue. I just don't. I don't like condoms. I don't like how they feel. They fuck with my stamina because I don't like how they feel. They they take away from so much pleasure from fucking. I just I just don't. I don't find myself much enjoying condoms." Plus, I always pull out. Condoms do not guarantee uh, uh, protection. Pulling out does. But not as much as abstinence. Abstinence is probably the greatest birth control on the planet. That's for the Christians in my audience. My demographics suggest I have. There you go. I'm not pro life or pro choice. I'm pre choice. Special like a shout out to the one person who will get that reference. But. So, her argument is thus. When men buy condoms, it's considered responsible. Smart choice. He's being a good guy. But when a woman buys a condom, she's considered a slut. There's a good reason for this. I know! Shocker. First off, uh, women, you probably should not be buying condoms. Unless you, like, know the size of the dude you'd be fucking. Because you could buy a Magnum. And be in for a lifestyle experience. I'm just saying. I'm just fucking saying. you be like, oh, this guy's buff. Buff guys like steroids. You might be in for a little a little Vienna sausage. Not a Polish bratwurst. I'm just saying. Bobbio might have a, a fucking little... Uh, you know how you get like a UPS package in a big box. And you get those little manila envelopes. That are like little, little tiny squares you rip the top off of. You could be getting a little tiny rip-off pa- package. Now... When men buy condoms. Yes, it's considered a good thing. Unless you're like checking out this, this little old prudish woman behind the counter who looks at you like, really? Are you married? I will see a ring on your finger. I've had that happen, by the way. Oh! I had that happen to me once. Once. That was awkward. Because you know you go to checkout lines anyway and you got like a condom or some lube and there's like an old woman there and you're like, oh no, she's going to say something. I had done this as a joke though on purpose. It's not a meme so I actually did it. I went to the store I bought... Bottle of wine, some uh, water-based lubricant. And by the way, dudes, water-based lubricant. Never get the oil shit, get the water-based. Women prefer it. It's less sticky, less of a mess to clean up, and it doesn't leave stains. I'm just giving you guys all sorts of advice. Dr. Ruth Westenheimer, move aside. James Madison's on the scene. Uh, as I know, just just for general use, uh, women kind of want us to use lubricant anyway. Uh, doesn't matter how wet they are, a little bit of lube increases the pleasure for you and her, and heat friction is completely removed from the picture. Just saying, lube's not just for gay guys and jerking off, it is for heterosex as well. Uh, moving on. So, when a guy buys a condom, yes, it's considered responsible, it's considered safe, it's considered smart thinking, but that's the thing. He buys the condoms, and this is just something I observe from women I know who carry condoms with them. Because you work in a you work at a Coney Island that has twenty four hours, the night shift waitresses. Yeah, they are the wet girls on the back of the school bus. Just saying. Now, a dude goes in the store. He buys the condoms. He leaves. He's buying a condom for the size of dick he has, because he knows what he needs. He knows what he what he's gonna need. Right? And he knows the size. Different condom companies, different size condoms. I dropped my Magnum condom for my mag. Here we go. Whoa, oh, whoops! whoops. Oh, I dropped, dropped my my Monster, monster condom, condom that, that I used for, for my, my Magnum, Magnum dog. I'm out of here. <laughs> I fuck it. I that's the one show I've been into most of my life, and I'm still I'm still watching it religiously. Three, Sunday in Philadelphia. Man, that shows is going into, like, season 20. Man, I love that goddamn show so fucking much. I will go back and rewatch the earlier seasons of it. I just... It's great before, Frank. It's great with Frank. And that season about Charlie kind of sucked, but Charlie's back. I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, there is a genuine thing where it's... uh, Where, where, where a lot... Now me, I've given shit dudes for bragging to me about, about their about their uh, their their fuckery, their fuck history, their fuckery. Like I had a friend, I, I've joked about him on this podcast when I did my uh, how to tell your friends have low testosterone or beta's. This is the dude I was specifically talking about. He was bragging about how he let a strip how a stripper let him eat her out. And I was like, So how'd the other dude taste? Completely didn't get it. Completely didn't get it when too when I told him that. I was like, So how'd the other guy taste? Because you're probably just cleaning up a previous client. And he was like, No man, that's not that's not true. She said I was the only one. I was like, she's a stripper. Letting you, letting your balding ginger Muslim ass with your Muslim ass spotchy beard eating out her pussy. No, you were the janitor for the event earlier in the evening. And I'll give them shit for stuff like that. Maybe that's a very unique case. I don't know, but I I, I tend to check the dudes I run with and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm fucking, oh these bitches. I'm like, are you at least getting checked? Alright, dude, you gotta you gotta police dudes, man. Women gotta watch women and their friends. Dudes, you gotta do you gotta look out for your boys. I'm just fucking saying. A little bit of a vigilant eye goes a long goddamn way. But yeah, a dude buys it, A lot women do the same shit. They will brag about how many dick pics they got. I mean, I got women who've explained to me their dick pic collection like Pokemon cards. Why? Because dudes send them. Uh, and I will say, women, if you truly want to be equal to men, you gotta send more unsolicited nudes. And I mean, don't add like a fucking OnlyFans promotional thing in the corner of it. I mean, just send them. Just send them. Just shoot that shot. Send me some tits. You know, like birds? I like birds. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm really funny. I find myself very funny. But women brag to each other about... Okay, it's something I've talked about on this show before. I've met up with women, and like 23 minutes into the conversation, they leave by asking what your body count is. And it's like, uh, seven. I'm very wanted by the FBI. What about you? I've only fucked like, six dudes. Oh, you're talking about sex? true story by the way i told this chick uh uh, we went to a little local place a little old Coney island called fleetwood We met up there and like 40 minutes into us just getting some fries and talking she straight up said so what's your body count i was like uh 10 very wanted and she goes oh i probably fight like eight or nine dudes i was like oh you're talking about sex completely went over her fucking head she was like yeah what were you talking about Nothing. And it didn't go anywhere from there. We just got food, uh, and left. Uh something I will do though, if I don't uh so another So God, how do I say I was not looking bad? Uh there's this one girl we were going out for for, like a couple weeks and you know, I I'm not too against the habit of paying for for it. I'm all about like like I'll leave with saying this too, like here you get the tip, I'll get the bill. 50-50, that shit. Have that, have that initiated early on so it's not just a provider-provider relationship. It can be like a 50-50 teamwork kind of thing, which is ultimately what... Dude, what the fuck is that? It, ultimately, that's what you want. Now, there's this one girl, and she was like, oh, I got it. And I was like, sure. And I just put my wallet away. Dude, she looked like someone dumped water down her back. She was like, uh-huh. I was like, what? You, you said you got it. All right. Uh, I got, I got it next time. There was never a next time. I'm not sad about that. Uh. So she was like, ah, uh, yeah, sure, sure. And then she paid for the food and everything. But not, and I got the tip. I I'm funny like that. I think I'm funny like that. I truly believe in equal rights for the sexes. Now, let's get back to the condom topic. When men buy condoms, yes, it's seen as responsible. When women buy them, I'm not sure anybody cares, but I can see where people would assume that you're a hoe. Because when men buy condoms, we either buy just one condom from the convenience store on the way back from the date or to the date or to pick you up. We might buy a condom just in case the other night goes. Women will carry around a purse full of them. And when you have that many condoms, I'll put it like this, they steal a quote from Tom McDonald's, My generation needs a bunch of free condoms because common sense really ain't common. That's what it boils down to. You're buying condoms and all this other sex shit to... Okay, let's just stick to condoms. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So you buy these condoms. All right, you're a chick. You're checking out the store. I don't know. Are women more likely to buy, like... Like men, right? We'll go to like stop at Seven Eleven it's buy like the five buck, five dollar box of condoms. It's like two condoms in it from Trojan, ripped for our pleasure, or ruin my night. As far as I'm concerned. But when I've actually women buy condoms, being at Walmart and the times I've noticed it because I have noticed it. So that's the kind of shit I look at. I don't know why it draws my attention and I, and I check it out. Uh, women tend to buy like the big boxes, boxes of condoms, right? And that's. There really is a stigma around that, and I'm, I'll, I'll I'll bend here a little bit and say, yeah, I, I I will agree. I don't really have a good defense for that. It just does look slutty when women have a bunch of condoms. It shows that it, it makes us, at least, assume. And I imagine a lot of women probably assume this too, that you have a bunch of condoms because you're fucking a bunch of different dudes. Because after a while, as someone who's been in a super long ass relationship, and being friends with people who have had super long ass relationships or are still in long ass relationships, after a while you don't even bother with the fucking condoms anymore. You don't. Like I I don't know. Condoms have never never been a big part of any of my relationships. Uh, but the people I know who like dated a couple years ago and wore condoms every time they no longer even bother. Uh, at least as far as I know. Cause uh wow maybe I have some really deep conversations with friends that I didn't think about till now and I'm like yeah I know I know a couple of my friends combine history why do I know this <laughs> <laughs> oh why why I'm the friends I'm the little brother of the group so you know everybody talks to me about shit but yeah uh, I will agree but I've also said I think hookup culture ruins both genders and the value of both genders to men it's a lot more uh like, it damages their their respectability in my mind. To me, it damages how much I can respect them and, and the credit I'm willing to give them. It is affected solely by... It can be very affected by how they brag about their, their body count. And that just makes you lose respect for dudes. And now, women, on the other hand, they do lose some form of physical attractiveness when you find out that they have a high body count. Is that a little unfair? Yeah. Sure, I, I I don't as hypocritical as I am for saying this. I really don't think anybody should be having sex until so they're at least married or dated for for a few months or a year. I I'm not I'm uh, like I said I'm a little hypocritical on that. I I think the longest I've gone is we is like dating for a couple weeks and then fucking. Right, I I get it, I know, I know. It's a hypocritical thing coming from my end, and I know it's wrong. I just also I I, I know it's wrong. I don't allow people who like to fuck on the first date. And that's a big red flag for me, typically. Moving on. Uh, but I think both sides should have a condom on them. Uh, and, and men quit carrying condoms in your wallets. That actually makes them ineffective. You dry them out, you rip them, they, they get dried out and break. It's a whole deal, it's a big mess. Uh, don't double-layer condoms. I don't know why that's a thing, but, uh, I've had so many sex ed teachers in high school come in and be like, yeah, don't double-layer condoms, and I'm like, who is double-layering condoms? <laughs> who the fuck is doing that? A little nub at the top of the condom, you want to pinch up with your fingers so when you roll it down, there's some, like, slide room. I hate the feeling of the condom sliding around on my dick. Uh, uh, Really grosses me out. But yeah, no, I, I I will give you that point. Yeah. Women are seen as slight for buying condoms and men are seen as responsible for buying condoms. Uh yeah, no, that's just a that's just a solid fucking point. I've managed to milk for ten minutes. and uh, she she brings up this point that, that kinda is one of the things that threw me back to a bygone to the bygone year of twenty sixteen twenty fifteen. She's like, well, men say women should smile more. I think more people should just smile in general. I walk around with this big, stupid grin on my face half the time. Usually I'm listening to, like, stand-up comedy, in my headphones, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Red Fox. You know, that kind of shit, right? Finnegan. You know, I just listen to stand-up comedy, so I'm usually like, laughing out in public. But I, I think anybody can look more attractive when they smile. I don't think that's just a woman thing. And I, I was like, how many men have told you that you need to smile? She froze for a second. She was like, my dad. I'm like, alright, I'm sure your dad says, you know, he wants to see that smile he helped make. I'm sure it's the same intent that your mom would say, which she was like, you need to smile more. Parents just want to see you smile. That doesn't really fur me. And I was like, you know what, you're right. I saw a man once tell a woman to smile. And she was like, yeah? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, It was the fucking school photo guy. But he told everybody to smile. And then asked what background you want. I was like, yeah, went white. I want a white background. I want this I want to look like a prison sh- uh, photo. Because as far as I'm concerned, this is a prison. But. She's like, yo, you think you're fucking funny? I'm like, I know I'm fucking funny. I know I'm funny, bitch. I made money doing stand-up. What have you done? Give me material for an hour and a half long podcast. Thank you for your contribution to society. <laughs> bitch. No. I've never heard a man tell a woman that she should smile more. Now, I've told women that they have beautiful smiles. You know, women I'm dating or related to. But, you know, you got a great smile. You should really uh, you should show the world that smile a little bit more. But, you know what? Let's call it Taylor Swift, alright? I got a smile that could live this whole town. But you haven't seen it in a while since she brought me down. Bitch, who are you telling me to fucking smile more? You fucking woman-splainer. Woman-splaining to me. I'll be damn if I get mansplained at by a woman, <laughs> Woo-hoo! who the fuck is going around telling women they need to smile more? It may, sure, it may make they make you more attracted to them if they smile, and you're like, oh, this is a friendly person, I want to say hi. Well, that's exactly what it is. You're attracted to them because they look like they're a friendly person. And you're like, hi. If you're a frowny, uh, we have a term for women who never smile, resting bitch face syndrome. It's a thing. It's in the urban dictionary. That means it's real. All right. We just, if you don't want to smile, we don't like you. And that's not even true. A lot of men like women who don't smile. But for me, it's like if you don't want to smile, then I just don't, I, I don't want to be around you because you look like you're angry. And I don't want to like add to your anger should you actually be said angry. But no, it's got to be more than that, right? But uh, yeah, uh, long story short, if Taylor Swift can woman explain, we can man explain why you should smile. And then like bathrooms came up and I don't know about you but I was able to make a strong argument and we were in the store so I asked if I could show her and they were like no of course you can't take a woman to the men's bathroom she said she said so that's very misogynistic as how there's only changing stations in women's restrooms and I'm like that's just not true I, here go to a Myers go to your local Myers your local Walmart your local friends and go into the restroom if it's a big enough store they have a men. they have a changing station in the men's bathroom. They do. I've seen it. They have it usually for me when I go into a men's bathroom and they have you know the, 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 the two like smaller stalls and the one extra wide stall for handicapped people. There's a changing station in there. I pull that bitch down and put my backpack and coat on it and then I take a shit. Every speedway bathroom I've gone to has had a changing station in the men's bathroom. And I know they're a women's restroom because I got hot. I went to the movie theater one night and I was super blown out. I can't remember what we were seeing because I was fucking high and you know for me like i'll, I'll go to the bathroom i'll hit my wax pen uh or i'll go outside but you should just go in the bathroom and do it <laughs> i never got any trouble for it uh at least not at a movie theater so my high ass stumbles into a bathroom and i look around and i'm like there's no urinals in here there's a jd station there's no urinals in this bathroom and I, I was like, "There's something weird about this." Oh, I was, like, was I drunk? Yeah, I was drunk. I seen Joker. Oh, that's a problematic man watching Joker found in women's bathroom. Lost. Uh, and they had a. I went to the Imagine Theater, and they have like a bar there. And I had a bunch of disposable income at the time, so I was just buying expensive alcoholic Joker themed beverages, and it's like tequila, uh, like green apple juice or, like, like, like green little alcoholic fruit beverage with, like, a uh, white vodka, and it had, like, some other shit in it, and tequila. It was a straight alcohol drink with ice. And I always get mine with no ice, just so, you know, it, it has to be a little bit extra. And I walk out of the women's bathroom, and I look at the sign, and I see it's a women's bathroom. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is the wrong one. And the worst part was there was a woman standing there looking at me like, what the fuck? So, uh, I want to see, uh, I'm not gonna make this about, about, about gender neutral bathrooms. Uh, they exist already. They're called family restrooms, ironically enough. But, no, I was like, that's not true. It's not at all true. Every men's restroom I've seen has had a changing station in it. Every one I have. I, I don't understand where you get that from, and she's like, well, it's not like I've ever been in a men's bathroom, I'm like, so you just pulled that point out of your ass, why would you assume that changing stations only exist in women's bathroom, you know, little boys and pull-ups exist, and dads exist, too, right, like, dads that take their little boys into the bathroom and do a diaper change, too, it's not like a dad walks into a women's restroom, and does a diaper change, like, don't mind me, ladies, I'm just changing a diaper. It's such a stupid fucking point. And she was like, yeah, well, you guys are assholes. So I wouldn't assume that you'd be compassionate enough to care about having a chaining station in your bathroom. I was like, why are we assholes? And here it is. The honeypot moment. The golden moment I thought I was being fucked with. I was looking for Ashley Kutcher. She goes, well, you guys got to take so much space when you sit. What? Excuse me? What? When you guys sit on, like, a bus, or you guys are at a restaurant... Or you're in a waiting room, you always have to sit with your legs spread out. And if the chair is if the bench isn't wide enough for you to for for you to just sit there with your legs spread, you have to like slide out of your seat and spread your legs even further. And that hit me. Like I was looking for that bitch with the big black hat in the BuzzFeed video. And I was like, we have dicks. We have balls. We can't just sit there with our thighs smushed together because something is smushed between them. It's uncomfortable. It hurts, so we don't do it, you fucking cunt. And she was like, well, I got tits. No, 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 you don't. No, she didn't. She had mosquito bites and no ass. She had four mosquito bites, 200 chest and 200 butt. And that was what she passed off as tits and ass. But no. She fucking... He's like, well, I don't walk around with my with my arms all spread out. I'm like, because the proportions are different. Your arms are back, your chest is forward, because your tits are on top of your ribs. There is no need for you to worry about smushing your tits and your arms like that unless you fold them too tightly too quickly. Man, our shit's right there, right? I'm sure like, if you're in shape, your your shit sits pretty comfortably on top of your thighs when you sit down. But I'm chubby. I'm a bigger guy. I'm a big guy. I'm bodacious. I sit down, I crush my dick like, ah, you know, it hurts. So I said my leg spread and I explained this to her. And she went, well, 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 I can't go out at night safely. Where in the left field fuck did that come from? She goes, it's dangerous for a woman to walk home at night. And I was like, yeah, that's your fault. That's your fault. No, that's 100% your fault. And here's my argument for why that's women's fault. Women will go on and on. Oh, it's so dangerous to go around at night. I can't go out by myself at night. I might get raped. First off, you fucking narwhal, you're not. Now, second off, women will go around complaining about how dangerous it is at night while signing petitions to release violent offenders. They will actively campaign on behalf of rapists and the sec- people will perform sexual assault on women like Jacob Blake. Like George Floyd. They'll go out there and be like, Oh no, they shouldn't be in prison. Oh no. It was just a little, a little misunderstanding. And then they're like, Why is it so dangerous to walk home at night by myself? Retarded. Stupid. Stupid ass. Stupid Fuck. Now. And all these women who were like, it's so dangerous to go by myself, they won't get a gun. They won't get a firearm they can use, and they won't learn how to properly handle it. Leaving themselves even more at risk when they go out and they sign petitions to release violent sex offenders. Women created that situation, them fucking selves. They don't want to carry anything stronger than one of those, like, what's that little little, little, little knob stick? It's like a metal stick with like, a point on it and a bunch of little balls on the back of it. It's supposed to be like for self defense. I don't know what it is, like like they could say it's supposed to stab you, but I, I I've seen so many videos of those things getting snatched out of people's hands and used on them, and I would never carry it. I I've got any, I've gotten all the women in my life, at least one year for Christmas mace, like like grade A bear mace, well, a little key Because I've been maced. That's something that happens when you film riots. You get fucking mace and tear gas, and you're like, oh yeah, mace sucks. Oh this sucks. There is no cure for this. This is just hurts. So Yeah. Uh you don't want to carry a firearm and you don't want to carry anything more potent than mace. While signing petitions to release men who have committed rape from prison. Smart. Smart. Women also don't like women, so you choose not to travel in a pack. And by the way, nine times out of ten, if there's like a dude with like a bunch of his friends there, and one of the dudes is the type of guy to commit a rape. He won't commit a rape with his boys there. Men police men a lot of the time. Women don't police women most of the time. That's also why women... Now, there's an offhand of that where women do travel in packs. That's why you see like 10 women go into a bathroom. It's for protection. It's like an animal instinct thing. Women got those animal instincts still, and men still got those animal instincts. It's just part of our development, our nature and how we operate. Right? However... It is shitty that people can't walk home alone. And I've lived in shitty cities, dude. I've walked home at night worried about getting robbed or killed. So that's another thing that kind of bridges the gap between both genders that one gender wants to focus on as if it's like an exclusive-to-me-only sort of thing. Ultimately, women sign petitions to release violent drug offenders and rapists way more than men do. I don't think men even sign those fucking petitions. And it doesn't help that every time you hear about a male feminist... Uh, he ends up raping bitches later on in life. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh. Wheaton. Josh Wheaton. Major. I'm a male feminist. Turned out to be a rapist in Hollywood. That's how it goes. That's how it always goes. And women just let these people into their inner their circles and wonder why shit happens. You do it to yourselves, bitches. But yeah, you know. This podcast has gone longer on than the actual conversation it has. It was like a 25-minute conversation. <coughs> tops, right? It was like a 25-minute conversation tops. Uh, we didn't see eye-to-eye eye at all. We argued a little bit, and then she fucked off, and I fucked off because I'm not going to sit in there and keep arguing with somebody I have no interest in arguing with. But that was just sort of the conversation we had and how it went on and it made me nostalgic for like the 2016 era where people were, were as feminist. Getting crushed by Ben Shapiro and shit. So I just thought I'd get on here with this little tale of mine and and get it out there, you know, just 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 so so I, I I can defend the men. Uh, that being said, that concludes this episode. Uh, I think I'm gonna start taking Sundays off. Uh, I got a lot of shit that goes on on Sundays, and then you know, I can get out of work and record some podcasts. That, that's easy you know, i'm running around i got you with the family church a whole bunch of different shit going on, on sunday and i don't really feel like working on sunday that's also you know you have some jewish family members and they're like why well, you work on sunday going uh, sunday's day you should take off going but one day we don't care about making money is sunday going so yeah you know, i am mean, thinking i might start taking sunday off unless like a specific interesting story happens uh That being said, thank you for listening to the Let's Chat episode. I'll catch you all later.